0: All right. Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to episode 10 of the Tell Your Story podcast. Uh, my guest today is Latonya Edwards, uh, and she will be uh, on the podcast uh, sharing her story, what she's been up to of uh, helping with uh, those uh, dealing with uh, sexual assault or at least any or related to that or um, just really being of help to like the community that she's a part of and stuff. Um, and uh, take it away, LaTanya. Introduce yourself to the uh, listeners uh, out there.
1: Well, hi, I'm LaTanya. I am a health coach and life coach. I focus on survivors of sexual trauma because it affects too many of us. We have all experienced some type of trauma, but too many have experienced some type of sexual trauma, violence, or harassment. So I help those who have experienced any type of trauma go from surviving
0: to thriving awesome so um what when you first started out as a health coach uh was was your was your uh was your sort of like practice and focus then in that area then or or was it like something else before going into uh helping survivors of sexual trauma sexual assault and all that stuff
1: Um, My focus has always been survivors of sexual trauma because I'm a survivor of sexual trauma. Um, So it's important to me because I realize that all survivors have a unique path to healing. Mm -hmm. You know, therapists and doctors, they can tell you to do one thing, but there's always a problem between knowledge and actually being able to implement those steps.
0: Mm, Okay. So... um when, so when it so uh, when it comes to that, what, what do the, what did those steps look like, especially in your own personal journey? And um was the journey similar to some of like the survivors that you had to, that you talked to during your health coaching practice or uh, no?
1: Well, everyone's journey is unique because mm-hmm. everyone is
0: different. Yeah. So,
1: you know, I can have, I can say this thing worked for me, But it may not work for someone else, you know, so I think the important thing is, is to figure out what part someone is struggling with whether it is acceptance, meaning. Just admitting to yourself that this thing has happened, Um, because a lot of people confuse acceptance with approval, just because I say this thing happened to me does not mean that it's okay that it happened to me, Mm -hmm. you know just admitting that it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people struggle with reconnecting to people. Some people struggle with, I'm sorry, some people struggle with reconnecting to people. Um, you know, some people struggle with getting out of bed every day. And so everyone's journey is unique. And in order to help, what what I have to first do is figure out which part the mm-hmm. person is struggling with. And once we figure out which part they're struggling with, then we can go through, you know, forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. um, which... Forgiveness, a lot of times, any survivor of violence, assault, anything, struggles with forgiveness because, you know, like we see on TV, someone says, I forgive you, and they're hugging and kissing and everything else. And Mm -hmm. I personally struggle with the idea of forgiveness because I did not want to hug or kiss the person that hurt me. Mm -hmm. But forgiveness just means you are putting this burden down. It does not mean reconnection. So mm. you can forgive someone without ever actually even telling them that you forgave them, you know, mm. so it's more about you than it is about them, you know, so it's acceptance, forgiveness, and then healing, and everyone heals at different paces, they heal in different ways, there are different things that need to be healed. So, I can, you know, I can tell someone my steps on my journey, but their steps may be completely
0: different. Mm. So. Okay, for sure. Um so, how long have you been doing the uh, practice? Then,
1: uh, my practice has been open for four years. I've been doing this work for six years.
0: Mm, okay, cool, cool. Um, so, um, you see? So, you see like a variety of like different people. Um, have, have with with that, how many? where you say were like directly like influence, was it like a majority females or was it uh, males or was it like, or was it even some from like the LGBTQ community or was it like a mixed bag overall with the work that you were doing?
1: Um, I mostly work with women. I will say it's a mixed bag, Um, but I I will say men tend to have questions, um, but it takes a while before they will say that they need help just because of how men are made up and how society mm-hmm. says that men should be made up. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times whenever I talk to men, there are a lot of questions for at first. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe there could be like two or three sessions where they just want to ask me questions and not actually talk about anything that happened to them specifically. Mm-hmm. So I work with less men, but I do work with men, but there are fewer men. Um, the LGBT community I will say I have had a few people who are LGBT. Um, I, don't, I don't focus on sexuality, so I don't ask people who they're sleeping with. Mm. I will say that. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I feel like that's their personal choice. I could be working with someone, mm-hmm. and if they just happen to mention, you know, they happen to mention their partner in conversation, then I don't know, but that's not my focus. People are people. We all need to heal. So my focus is not specifically if someone is LGBTQ or not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that doesn't really matter
0: as, yeah.
1: far as, as far as who I will assist.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I asked that question because I know with sexual trauma and sexual assault, like it, com- it affects a wide variety of like a lot of different individuals from different parts of the community and stuff like that too. Um,
1: I will say that's true. Uh, unfortunately, statistically, Abuse and assault is kind of the same statistic across the board. It doesn't matter, like the economics, um, the race, religion, it's across the board. So everyone in every community has been touched by abuse or assault. Mm-hmm. You know? And even if it hasn't happened to them, statistically, you know, someone that it's happened to. Mm-hmm.
0: So, Yeah, definitely. And I uh, definitely knew like a few people in my own personal friend group that have been affected by it. Um... So um, with that, uh, what what would you say would then be like the biggest issues surrounding sort of like the culture of sexual assault, sexual trauma and stuff? And, you know, where could do you possibly see that sort of like going in terms of like solving it or what steps that could be possibly taken?
1: In my personal opinion, I think the fact that it's an open secret is the problem is mm-hmm. that everyone knows it happens, but nobody wants to talk about it. So if it happened to me, if I say something about it, everybody kind of wants me to be quiet, mm-hmm. you know, and or victim blaming is another thing. And and instead of actually addressing the person who is doing it, or who is the perpetrator, we tend to put our focus on the victims, mm-hmm. and not in a good way, you know, so it's always kind of a Be quiet do you have to talk about this now do you have to be like does your healing process have to be so loud and in everybody's face you know Mm -hmm. but the truth is is wounds can't Mm -hmm. heal if they're covered
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: if someone is not talking about it they can't heal and unfortunately even small children are exposed to lewd jokes things that they shouldn't see Mm -hmm. people saying things to them maybe shouldn't say you know from the time the kids are small they don't have ownership of their own body. So if they don't want to hug someone or they don't want to kiss someone like a family member, we're like, no, just give them a hug, just give them a kiss. And the damage that that does is I don't own my body. Mm-hmm. I can't say no to something. I can't say that I'm uncomfortable with something, you know, or on the opposite of the end of that, if, even if it's not something physical, a child can't tell their parents their opinion. I can't say that this thing that you're saying to me or doing to me is hurting me, mm-hmm. you know, so then, they lose their voice. They lose ownership of their body. So when they grow up, something happens to them. Not only do they not feel like they can say no to this thing, Mm -hmm. but when it happens, sometimes they feel like it's their fault and they're on their own. They don't have anyone to tell. Or if they tell someone, it's not the reaction it should be. So I think society as a whole is, our mentality is at fault for this, you know, Mm -hmm. instead of, putting the blame where it should be and actually assisting victims and preventing things like this. We, I don't want to say encourage it, but we don't discourage it enough.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, I would, and I would say that would be like, especially true around like college universities and like college communities too. Cause they're like r- grossly affected too, especially with like the recent like uptake of like, you know, f- Greek life, you know and how much that has like affected a lot of people and stuff too i'm like i'm like a part of the member of Greek life um so i also see like a lot of what's of like that mentality of like it's sort of like an open secret or like it's a rumor and Mm -hmm. then it's like oh i don't know if it's true or not and then all of a sudden there's this big leak that happened and there's just so much that going on we're like oh my god like why has this been swept under the rug what are we gonna do about it and stuff like that and it's a lot of a reactionary response instead of like a proactive sort of exactly. like thing um and that's something i've noticed like time and time again too especially with like activism and how like we sort of make activism trendy and not like talk about that certain like activism that we did or like that topic for like a good majority of like the year and stuff and then all of a sudden comes back up again and then it starts that cycle unfortunately
1: and even when the cycle started again there's still not enough discussion about prevention mm-hmm. you know it's always just a reaction to this thing and then okay we can't keep it a secret anymore. Mm -hmm. So we're going to make a big deal about it, but then not actually put any policies or anything in place that would prevent things like this from happening. So, yeah, not enough prevention, I think, and not enough, I would say education, especially, you know, if you wouldn't borrow someone's car, you shouldn't feel entitled to borrow their body. Mm -hmm. You know, like that doesn't, it doesn't, that mentality doesn't make sense to me that if someone has had a few too many drinks and they can't say no to you if you wouldn't just go in their purse and borrow their car without them being able to say yes why do you feel entitled to their body like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me so i feel like education and prevention there needs to be more of that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah definitely um and especially on like the laws and stuff too because um i know like there's also been a big issue with like the wording of like of Uh, some of the stuff, especially when it relates to, like, Title IX, um, the reporting of sexual assault and stuff like that, especially on, like, college campuses, too, and how that has also sort of, like, gotten to, like, a very interesting uh, legal loophole in and of itself, too, where, like, if it's something, if something were to happen off campus, then it's not entirely on the college's, like, um, thing to, like, do that or anything. yeah
1: the problem with that is if something happens on especially something like sexual assault because it violates a boundary like that affects you all the way to your core Mm -hmm. so that's going to affect your schoolwork that's going to affect everything in your life all of your relationships everything else so it doesn't i feel like if someone attends a school and they decide to assault someone it's the school's responsibility to make sure everyone else is safe Mm-hmm. So the school should deal with it, like outside should deal with it, the school should deal with it, everyone should deal with it, it shouldn't be a, oh, well this is your ball, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't do it at school, so it doesn't matter, they can still keep attending school, they can keep, I don't know, assaulting people whatever they choose to, as long as they don't do it here, you know, it doesn't, mm-hmm that doesn't really make sense to me. None of the laws around sexual assault makes sense
0: to me. Yeah, it doesn't set a really good precedent to especially when like, even though we have like the status of like, oh, it really like, it really happens from people that we know and stuff like that or a stranger and stuff, you know, but it still happens like under like, Around like student organizations, house, especially at fraternity houses and stuff like that, and like it still happens to like a lot of college students and stuff too, which is unfortunate, you know. And you know, it's something that really does need to be addressed, you know. Not and just like sort of like PR sort of thing that happens with like, oh, we're we're gonna commit to change and stuff like that too. When in reality, it's just like how much of like the groundwork are you really laying in to help make change happen especially when it comes to, like, politics and the school community and all that stuff, you know?
1: Yeah, I think um, the justice system, like, with just slapping someone on the wrist for any type of sexual offense, even though statistically sexual, sexual offenders are the most likely to re-violate, like, they're, they're the most likely out of any other type of crime, and when I say open secret, I mean, People don't want to talk about what happened to the victim. So they don't want the victim to say anything. They want to kind of just push it under the rug and deal with it as quietly as possible. But something else they don't want to talk about is they don't want to admit that their friend or family member or someone they know is capable of doing something like this. Mm-hmm. So as soon as you hear, which I'm not saying, you know, someone accuses someone, you shouldn't just automatically, oh my God, you did this. Mm-hmm. But if the evidence is saying that they did it, then they did it, and it should be addressed accordingly, you know? Mm-hmm. So instead of trying to protect the offender, I think, you
0: mm-hmm. know, I think
1: there has to be, you know, and I don't mean like it has to be something that's unfair. Like, you know, if, if just because someone is accused of doing something doesn't mean that they did it. Yeah. But if they did do it, then they should not be protected, you know? So I think the problem is on both sides with the open secret. Like, yes, the person is doing this to people, but I'm going to keep associating with them. I'm going to keep doing business with them. I'm going to act like they're not doing this thing that mm-hmm. everybody literally knows that they're doing. So kind of a double-edged sword, I guess.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely a double-edged sword, especially seeing... Like the blame game that happens around too surrounding the topic issue in and of itself too, because then it like it doesn't really help anyone. Really, it doesn't really help move help move things forward. I mean, it. I mean, it does like at least have some sense of accountability, but not in the way that we want it or think or think about. And and even if we talk about accountability, that's still like a very hard, like. Thing to really grasp around too, you know. Like, I can talk about accountability all day, every day, till like my till like my face turn blue, you know. But like, if people have a hard time even grasping like what that even looks like too, then it's like, well, what can we do about it too? Especially when it's like blame the powers that be, that the ones at top that have not been like responsible for our safety or haven't shown any care for it. And then it's like, oh wait, but this happened within our community as like students as a part of this. You know, we are somewhat partly to blame. You know, for this to still like go on being you know, open, secret, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm just like tired. <laughs> you know, sorry, <laughs> that's what it is.
1: I think it's a tiring topic, but there has to be. I think personal accountability there mm-hmm. has to be group accountability there has to be there has to be accountability on every single level mm-hmm. for it to work it can't just be this person being accountable but then the powers that be are not being accountable so mm-hmm. it has to be accountability on every level for anything to work
0: so mm-hmm.
1: i think that has been the problem is that the top it, it, the top down is not consistent with rules laws punishments or anything so then the bottom up it kind of is off balance and some people can do whatever they want to do and seem like they get away with it Mm -hmm. and then other people's can't but it can't it can't be that way it has to be it has to be responsibility punishment accountability all of that across the board for anything to work
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely um so with that um and the work that you're doing um have you been, you know, getting more and more people wanting to help with your practice and stuff, especially with what you've been doing um, and wanting to, you know, uh, have you been and have you been like helping like creating like spaces and stuff too for more and more like survivors to come out and stuff or is this a support group or anything like that?
1: um I am working on a support group I will say as far as outside help I have not ran you know I, anyone that I speak to and I tell what I do they're like oh my god that's amazing mm-hmm. um this is a really wonderful thing that you're doing but you know they don't say this but but mm-hmm. there's no steps after that because whenever I say I work with sexual assault survivors you know and helping them heal everyone kind of does this not physically, but mentally, you know, they, they lean back from the conversation because they just don't want to, like I said, they don't want to either admit their own truth that something may have happened to them or they don't want to admit that they know someone who has done this type of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a nobody wants to talk about it thing. So the only people who, there are a small number of people who say, oh yeah, anything I can do to help? Yes, 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 yes. You know, like I, I really want to, Put a spotlight on this. I really want to help any way yeah. that I can. But the majority of people do not
0: do that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely like an uphill battle. And, like, you know, when I initially say tired, I don't mean tired. I'm just tired of just sort of like the bullshit that sort of like keeps on going around, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you know, like I can see it right there and like not a lot of other people see it, you know? And it, just sort of, it just sort of, like, becomes this thing where it's, like, all right, like, I know there are people that want to come and help, but, you know, at the same time, I also still want to figure out, like, what could be the best way that, like, they can help without me sort of leading them astray and stuff like that, too, so there's that, Um, and then there's also, like, you know, like, you know, like, you're gonna have, like, People who are not going to be in support of what you do and stuff like that, you know, or or just uh, or just not really um, just just like tune out and stuff, because, again, they are probably also tired of hearing the topic, too. So they're probably like, oh, man, I'm just, you know, sort of like checkered out when it's like we still kind of talk.
1: Sometimes people don't know how they can help. Mm-hmm. So they're just hearing you know, they're hearing all these topics and some people are pointing fingers and blame and everything else. So sometimes it's like a generalization, like, oh, all men are bad guys. But the truth is, is that women assault people too. Mm -hmm. So like, this is is the issue that affects everyone that everyone needs to talk about. But I think sometimes people lean away because they feel like it's, um, I don't know, like it's just pointing fingers or they don't know how, what they can actually do to help. Mm -hmm. They don't know how they can be involved Mm -hmm. or I will say as far as support groups, sometimes people don't want to say, yes, this happened to me in front of everyone else, Mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of the work I do is just through people text messaging me or through people emailing me or like they want to have a private conversation. They don't want to have a public conversation. Mm -hmm. Even if it's something if I, you know, talk about a story and it's something that it, it, this exact same thing happened to them, they still don't want to raise their hand in the crowd,
0: you mm-hmm. know, because
1: they don't want everyone to turn around and look at them. They don't want the the pity or the sympathy or whatever else that they feel like come, comes with people looking at them. So I will say a lot of my work is kind of behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes I'm working with someone and nobody even knows it unless they post something or say something or like one young lady she posted oh tanya all the work you do for me thank you and then all of her friends are like what who is who is that you know mm-hmm. so i think the spotlight is needed but sometimes it's the problem
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah uh yeah definitely and you know you and you know as you said well there's definitely a lot of like how can i help you know mentality especially from like a guy's perspective too because even me just like doing this podcast like I initially was like how like is this like really the right way ready to go and like am I doing this like in sort of like the best way possible and stuff like that too you know um and sort of like you know try and be sort of like someone who's a you know, being of help and an ally, rather than someone that's going to try and come in and sort of bulldoze, you know, stuff like that. Because you know, I'm a guy. Like, oh, I'm supposed to fix everything and stuff like that. You know, um and you know, it's it's definitely like a little bit scary. <laughs> you know,
1: I think you know because I've had guys ask me like, you know, like the woman they're dating has gone through trauma or. You know, like they know someone, like a, a family member that's gone through trauma, and they're like, what what can I do? And I think the thing is, the way men are made is that you want to fix things, you know, like you want to, if, if a woman comes to you and tells you this thing, inside you, you're assuming she's telling you this because she wants a resolution. Mm-hmm. But to realize sometimes there's nothing that you can do to fix the situation, except for be a witness, you know, mm. or... Sometimes there's nothing you can say, except for I can't imagine what you're going through. I'm here if you need me. And then let whatever conversation come after that part instead of, you know, of course, you don't want to jump in and try to bulldoze everything. But Mm -hmm. I think just being there is enough sometimes. And then if someone else, if they need you to do something else, then Mm -hmm. they'll ask or they'll say it. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to just you don't have to try to figure out what can you do, Mm -hmm. you know, except for just be there and witness it, you know, like witness. When I say witness, I mean, sometimes all you can do is sit beside someone while they cry and hold their hand. Mm-hmm. That's the witnessing. You know, I'm here for you emotionally. I don't have the right words to say, mm-hmm. but I can sit here with you in silence yeah. and let you know that I'm here for you.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even consider, you know, that as sort of like helping too, because you know, I always think which just, you know, I'm just there to like help be a friend, you know, and stuff like that. Um, because a lot of times, too, like, my belief is, like, you know, everyone needs someone, you know, no matter who they are, um just because, like, they just, you know, need that support and stuff, too, and, like, with some of the people I know, like, definitely been there in, like, that sort of capacity, too, but I definitely felt like I could do more, or <laughs> felt like I could have done more, you know, um, I didn't accept the fact that that was enough, you know, so, you know, even me doing this, I'm, like, all right, cool, like, is this, like, still, like, enough, you know, and stuff? I
1: think it's enough, I think you do what you can do, you know, and if this is what you can do to be an ally, then this is what you're doing, this is helping, this is putting, this is helping to put a spotlight on the topic, so I think, yeah, I think this is enough until you can do something different, you know. Mm
0: yeah for sure for sure uh i'm just like just sort just sort of this person that like overthink stuff and just like oh man this is this is this is good enough work and stuff like that so like i'm on uh, my own worst credit so to speak so um but it's something Everybody that i'm trying to- <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that i'm trying to do less of and stuff like that too um especially just to keep on doing this like podcast and trying to figure out, you know, what I can do for the next episode and stuff to make it a little bit better than the last, you know, and stuff too. Um, because this is, you know, again, a topic that I don't want to make light about um, and especially, you know, you know, how my goal be to like help make this a space for people to share their stories, but ultimately to help make my community better at the end of the day, you know, um, cause I want to help make the place that I live at a little bit better than, uh, when I first came into it, you know, um, and really think about people that are going to come up after me, you know,
1: that's awesome. That's awesome. And I think, uh, that should be the goal is to, to make something better than we found it, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, I think the podcast helps because people can listen to it and like I said even if they don't say they're listening to it they can still hear it so they can still benefit from it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah definitely definitely um and so uh with that um what what are your what are your like advice set for people and stuff like that that you know want to be an ally that want to share their story or just really even want to like start their own healing process of just you know going through their own journey with sexual trauma and stuff like that
1: I think the advice I have for someone who has gone through sexual trauma is to start your healing process or start your journey you know, don't keep it a secret. Don't be afraid of what people are going to say. Don't don't hide your truth, I will say. So talk about it. Talk about it as much as you need to. Talk about it as much as you want to. Don't let other people make you feel small for needing to express your feelings. I will say for people who want to be an ally, then I would say, be an ally. So be an ally in all situations. If you see one of your friends who can't take no for an answer, and this is not, if they can't take no for an answer in one situation, they can't take no for an answer in another situation. Mm-hmm. So I will say those friends talk to them before it's that situation. You know, like if they are constantly pushing boundaries, if they push boundaries with you, they push boundaries with other people. You know, like you say, oh, no, I don't want to go hang out. And they just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. It's a hard no. You know, like, so talk to your friends, especially when you see them doing something that seems suspicious, I will say or not respecting boundaries or not taking that no. And then if someone comes to you and they need to express the truth, listen to them. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the best way to be an ally is to be be a witness to be able to listen to people's stories.
0: Awesome. Um, and with that, uh, where can people find you if they, you know, want to seek help of uh, uh through your practice and stuff like that? Do you have a physical location? Do you work virtually as well? Um
1: I work virtually. So okay. everyone can contact me anywhere. Um, my website is recoveringyoursoul.com. And there are a lot of resources on my website. Um, You can schedule a consultation with me. I have a guided journal um, that is just from, it's for healing in general, it's not specific to sexual trauma. Um, It's whole again, guided journal. I have a book that is uh, whole again, eight important uh, keys to healing. And that is specifically focused on sexual trauma. They're both available on Amazon, Google, the Apple store, um, anywhere that you can buy the book, it's available just about. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I would say the easiest way to work with me is to just go on my website and schedule um, a free consultation.
0: Awesome. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, this was Latanya Edwards coming on, sharing her story um, and really, you know, having, you know, us having a very thoughtful discussion around, you know, what it means to be an ally what it means to heal um and most importantly just like what could be possible for us to like help make keep talking about this not have it be an open secret anymore and to hopefully bring more change to our communities and stuff so with that said uh thank you guys for tuning into the podcast uh latonya say bye all right bye and uh, we'll tune in for next week's episode guys peace